parents and neighbors of a six-year-old girl who died after being attacked by a neighbor's pit bull are still traumatized. The incident happened at an informal settlement in Attridgeville, west of Pretoria. We now speak to uh, Inspector uh, Kashvi Naya, spokesperson at the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Good afternoon to you, Kashvi. Good to have you on the show. Hi, Glenn. Thank you so much. Yeah, great to have you on the show. So what details do you have about this incident that happened in Attridgeville? Um, well, on the 16th of May, the NSPCA was contacted by um, an SAPS officer mm. asking for urgent assistance um, in the removal of two dogs that had apparently killed a little girl in Attridgeville. Mm. So the NSPCA then um, organized with the local society, the local SPCA, to go out and remove the animals. Mm. And how often do incidents like this get reported? Well, something that the NSPCA has realized is that people usually don't report these incidents to the SPCA. And this is because they are scared of what the owner um, of these aggressive animals will do if they speak up. Um, And in cases where people have been bitten or attacked, it's been found that the owners will try to pay the victims um, money to keep Mm. quiet. And that's really unfortunate. Mm. People who keep aggressive animals and cannot control them should Mm. be reported. Mm. Um, recently, though, uh, more and more light is being shed on these attacks, which is which is good. Um, and the SPCA strongly encourages victims to report their attacks to the relevant authorities, because this is one of the ways that we can work together um, in curbing this issue of, of dog attacks in the country. Mm. And what happens when a pit bull has killed someone? Does it get put down? When an animal that has attacked a human being is removed by the SPCA, it is humanely euthanized. Mm. Um, we have very strict policies to protect the people who are adopting animals and to protect the animal as well. Um, I think humanely euthanizing an animal is far kinder than allowing a mob of angry citizens um, to take matters into their own hands and brutally destroying the animal. Mm. And, uh, and the question that, you know, my colleagues also have been asking is, you know, will the owner account for anything or face criminal charges? Well, I think that depends on what's uncovered during the investigation Mm. of the South African Police Services. Uh, Legally, owners are responsible for any death or injury caused by their animals. Um, And the Animal Matters Amendment Act, which is enforced by the SAPS, holds the owner accountable. Um, And, you know, even in rare cases where the circumstances um, give way for the owner not to be held accountable. So there are certain conditions which will exempt an owner from being held accountable. I think even in those situations, Glenn, I think it's just a moral duty Mm. of every human being to at least show some form of remorse Mm, for mm. the loss of someone's life. I mean, this was a little girl, you know. Mm. Because I think also the danger with with this kind of incident is that, you know, the the community can take the law into their own hands, and that's the last thing that you want. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and do you agree with uh, the generally held perception that pit bulls are dangerous and they shouldn't be kept as pets? Then I think I think this is a very important question that you've asked. And if there's anything that listeners are going to take away from this interview, it's what I'm about to say next. Mm. And that's that too often um, animals are blamed mm. for these attacks and mm. they are they are painted as the sole perpetrators behind these attacks mm. when the fact of the matter is, it's, it's usually the owners. It's irresponsible and negligent owners 
um, who are behind these mm. attacks. Um, and, you know, any, any dog um, is capable of causing damage. Mm. Even if it's a little chihuahua, it is capable yeah. of biting you. That's okay? true. That's true. At the end of the day, Glenn, people who have no experience um, in, in handling power breeds, such as pit bulls, rottweilers, any power breed, if, if, if you do not have the expertise to handle and train that animal, you shouldn't have that animal. Because at the end of the day, it's the animal and it's, it's unsuspecting citizens who pay the price. Um, and and, and that's, that's what I have to say about, you know, blanket state, putting a blanket statement on, on just pit bulls. Yeah, I just got a message from a friend, Ami, saying, you know, um, there are no bad dogs, only bad owners. I couldn't agree more. Mm. And, and, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and and what kind of environment would you say is suitable to keep a pit bull? Because you know, I think when when this story broke, we were not sure where this incident happened, but we found out that it was in an informal settlement where basically there are mm. no no high walls, basically. Well, I think I think again, it just comes back down to you know, if you're going to own a power breed, um, I'm not just going to say pit bulls. I'm going to say any power mm. breed. Mm. The ideal environment for a power breed is to be. Um, under the ownership of someone who has the expertise and skill to look after that animal. Mm. Um, you know, I, I don't want to alarm anyone, um, but, you know, sometimes if an animal is unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. No, um, and for that reason, I just, I just want to bring into consideration three factors, um, and that is how these animals are bred, how these animals are raised, and how they are kept. We are finding more and more that people are breeding pit bulls specifically to become more and more aggressive. Mm, so the first thing mm. here, Glenn, would be if you are going to get a pit bull for whatever reason, ensure that you're not getting it from a breeder who doesn't know what they are doing mm. and if you haven't even seen where these dogs have come from. Secondly, how these animals are raised. This, again, Glenn, comes back to um, being under the control of someone who has the knowledge and expertise to, to train an animal like this, to look after a power breed animal. And thirdly, where these animals are kept, the control or, or, or the, the, the conditions under which they're kept, rather. Um, you'll often find that these, these power breeds, or when, they, when people own power breeds, they quickly realize that, oh, no, this dog is, you know, this is, this is very difficult for me to handle, so I'm just going to put this dog in a chain, mm. or I'm going to lock it in a cage, mm. and that's that. And when that dog gets out, that is mm. when all hell breaks loose, because you have just, you, you, you caused this for yourself. That's a recipe for disaster putting an animal like that on a, chain or on a chain or in a cage. So these animals need to be kept in an area that can accommodate the, the demands of the breed, um, enough space to move, uh, like you said, Glenn, high walls to ensure that they cannot jump through the walls or get through the fence. Um, and, and, you know, I think, I think the point that I'm trying to drive home here is that if you have an aggressive animal, putting it into a cage or onto a chain is, is not the answer because ultimately you're just making that dog more aggressive. Wow. Thank you so much, Keshvi, for your insight. Thank you so much for chatting to us this afternoon. Biggest pleasure. All right. There you go. Inspector Keshvi Naya, spokesperson at the SPCA. It's a Radio 2000.